Welcome to the June 2015 edition of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board's audio podcast. I'm John Stanford, Acting Technical Director of the IPSASB. Today we will review highlights from the IPSASB meeting held at our home base, Toronto, Canada, from June 23rd to June 26, 2015. Joining me are IPSASB Chair Andreas Bergman and Technical Manager Paul Mason. Andreas and Paul will review key developments from this meeting. Welcome to both of you. I'd like to start by asking Andreas to provide some opening thoughts on the latest meeting. Thank you, John. Actually, it was a very productive meeting. Uh, we have approved the two documents for public consultation and have discussed a number of matters. The two documents issued for public consultation are a consultation paper on social benefits and an exposure draft on the applicability of IPSAS. We will talk about these two papers in more details uh, during the podcast. But we also approved uh, three project briefs, uh, one on public sector measurement, uh, where we take a phased approach, another one on heritage assets, and the third one on infrastructure assets. And then, of course, we discussed uh, some of our main projects, which are right now dealing with revenue, with non-exchange expenses. And I would like to mention the contribution from uh, both the New Zealand and the U.S. standard setters in both of those projects, but also the cash basis review, uh, where we had a first discussion of substantive measures. And finally, uh, we also had a discussion on the uh, governance situation where we, of course, acknowledged uh, that PIC, the Public Interest Committee, has started its operation and where we had issued the terms of reference for the Consultative Advisory Group, which will start uh, with the operational activities in 2016. Thank you, Andreas. Now I'd like to turn to Paul Mason, who's the lead staff member on the High Priority Project on Social Benefits. Paul, could you outline some of the main points from the social benefits consultation paper, which, as Andreas said, was approved at this meeting? Thank you, John. The Ipsaski approved the consultation paper, and in doing so, agreed to consult on three options for accounting for social benefits. Two have been included in the Ipsaski's previous consultations, but these approaches have been further developed to reflect the Ipsaski's latest thinking. The conceptual framework was approved last year and introduced a revised definition of the liability, measurement bases for liabilities, and the objectives of financial reporting and qualitative characteristics. And these aspects of the conceptual framework have influenced the development of the options in the CP. The Ipsasby also came to a view that financial statements cannot satisfy all users' information needs on social benefits. And RPG1, reporting on the long-term sustainability of an entity's finances, includes guidance on providing reports that can meet those needs. The CP reflects this. So turning to the three options that the board included in the CP, these are the obligating event approach, the social contract approach, and the insurance approach. The obligating event approach considers that obligations to pay social benefits are no different in principle to other obligations. Under this approach, the key issue is identifying when an obligating event occurs. Five different points at which that obligating event might arise are discussed in the CP. 
the social contract approach considers that there is a social contract between the state and its citizens. Citizens agree to pay taxes to enable the state to provide, amongst other things, social benefits. This is analogous to an executory contract where an entity would not recognise a liability until the counterparty has performed its obligations. And finally, the insurance approach, which is a new approach. This approach considers that some social benefits are similar in practice to insurance contracts, and so it uses an insurance accounting model to account for these social benefits. Unlike the first two approaches, the insurance approach cannot be used to account for all social benefits. It is limited to accounting for those social benefits that are financed, at least in part, by contributions. The Ipsasby is seeking respondents' views on these approaches, and also on the, what respondents see as the most appropriate way of accounting for social benefits, which might involve a combination of these approaches. Finally, the Ipsasby recognises that this topic is both important and complex, and for this reason it has agreed that the consultation period should be for six months. Thank you for that update, Paul, and that consultation paper will be available on the Ipsasby website in the next few weeks. Now I'd like to ask Andreas to spend a few minutes discussing the Ipsasby's approval of the exposure draft on the applicability of Ipsasby's. This project used to be called Government Business Enterprises, and perhaps it's more familiar to most of you on the distance. We had a consultation last year, and the result of this consultation is that IPSSB should withdraw the definition of government business enterprises, and instead acknowledge that the applicability of the standards are actually decided on by regulators. We will limit ourselves to describing for which type of entities we develop our standards. Therefore, we also changed the name of this exposure draft, and uh, as John has mentioned, it is now called the applicability of Ipsos. As this is a more uh, technical issue and uh, a less wide-ranging topic than the social benefits, uh, we have decided to have an exposure period of four months, which is the usual period for our standards. Thank you, Andreas. Can I turn back to you, Paul, please? One of the most complex projects in our work plan is public sector combinations. Could you give us a brief update of where we landed at this meeting? Yes, John. This project has been one that has been discussed for a number of meetings, and at this meeting the board uh, made a decision as to how public sector combinations should be classified. It takes the control approach that was in our CP back in 2012 but recognises that sometimes when one of the parties to a combination gains control, that may not be sufficient to indicate there is an acquisition. Instead, there are a series of other factors that need to be considered, which could lead to that combination being considered as an amalgamation. There's more work to do on this approach, but that is the, the main development that has been at this meeting, and that gives us a, a very clear steer for how to develop the exposure draft. Thanks, Paul. That's good to hear. Now, before we conclude our podcast, I'd like to invite Andreas to make a few closing remarks. Thank you, John. I would like to talk about our a Closer Look at series. A Closer Look at is actually a series of both publications and videos 
looking at the challenges but also the benefits of governments adopting IPSESIS and accrual accounting in general. Right now we do have six A Closer Look at publications. Uh, they are dealing with the experiences in Costa Rica. This one is available in English and Spanish in Guatemala, Malaysia, Malta, uh, Panama and Switzerland. We also have uh, right now three, uh, but in the very near future, five videos uh, looking at the experiences in different jurisdictions. Right now we do have videos dealing with Brazil, New Zealand and Switzerland. And during uh, this week's uh, meeting we have recorded actually two more videos, uh, one dealing with the experience in Panama and another one dealing with the experience in South Africa. These videos are of course uh, still in the final phase of production but will be available soon and will be available through our webpage. Thank you Andreas. We've come to the end of the June 2015 It's SASB Audio podcast. Thank you Andreas and Paul for participating. The next IPSASB meeting will be from September 22nd to 25th, 2015 in Toronto. All IPSASB meetings are open and members of the public may register as observers. Please make sure to register as early as possible for observer status for the September 2015 meeting as registration closes one week prior to the start. More information is available at www.ipsasb.org. All audio podcast meeting highlights are available in the meetings section of the Ipsasby website and on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Ipsasby underscore news. On behalf of the Ipsasby, thank you for listening. This has been Ipsasby Chair Andreas Bergman, staff member Paul Mason and John Stanford. I invite you to join us again in September.